The humility of the pilgrim is seen in the growing awareness of and appreciation for the interconnectedness of all of creation. In the second creation story, the earthling Adama, or soil creature, is very much one of the earth. Reverend Robert Shaw Goss, in his book God is Green, quotes Daniel Hillman. The ancient Hebrew association of human with soil is echoed in the Latin name for man, homo, derived from humus, the stuff of life in the soil. This powerful metaphor suggests an early realization of a profound truth that humanity has since disregarded to its own detriment. Shaw Goss continues, It is not hard to associate humus further with the word humble or humility, as well as the early Christian hymn in Philippians chapter 2, where Christ empties himself of equality with God to take on the form of a slave. His action is that of a God humbling himself for the sake of creation. Jesus is the second Adam, created from the humus of the earth. His resurrection is not only a sign of our own resurrection, it is also a note of hope for the earth if we can develop the same relationship with creation that God has. Pope Francis wrote Laudato Si, Care for Our Common Home, in 2015. In this extract, he reflects on the Trinitarian nature of all of creation and presents this truth as something which binds us to the rest of creation. He writes, The Father is the ultimate source of everything, the loving and self-communicating foundation of all that exists. The Son, his reflection, through whom all things were created, united himself to this earth when he was formed in the womb of Mary. The Spirit, infinite bond of love, is intimately present at the very heart of the universe, inspiring and bringing new pathways. The world was created by the three persons acting as a single divine principle, but each one of them performed this common work in accordance with his own personal property. Consequently, when we contemplate with wonder the universe in all its grandeur and beauty, we must praise the whole Trinity. For Christians, believing in one God who is Trinitarian communion suggests that the Trinity has left its mark on all creation. Saint Bonaventure went so far as to say that human beings before sin were able to see how each creature testifies that God is three. The reflection of the Trinity was there to be recognized in nature when that book was opened to man and our eyes had not yet become darkened. The Franciscan saint teaches us that each creature bears in itself a specifically Trinitarian structure so real that it could be readily contemplated if only the human gaze were not so partial, dark and fragile. In this way, he points out to us the challenge of trying to read reality in a Trinitarian key. The divine persons are subsistent relations, and the world, created according to the divine model, 
is a web of relationships. Creatures tend towards God, and in turn it is proper to every living being to tend towards other things, so that throughout the universe we can find any number of constant and secretly interwoven relationships. This leads us not only to marvel at the manifold connections existing among creatures, but also to discover a key to our own fulfilment. The human person grows more, matures, grows more, matures more, and is sanctified more to the extent that he or she enters into relationships, going out from themselves to live in communion with God, with others, and with all creatures. In this way, they make their own that Trinitarian dynamism which God imprinted in them when they were created. Everything is interconnected, and this invites us to develop a spirituality of that global solidarity which flows from the mystery of the Trinity. Vincent Miller, a theologian, reflected on Pope Francis's vision in the following way. We humans don't simply notice these interrelations in the world around us. We participate in them socially and ecologically. We learn from the triune God and the created world that reflects that God, that our fulfilment and indeed our sanctification is found not in isolation, but in embracing and in deepening relationship through human solidarity and care for creation. Our alienation from the Trinitarian truth of our being is not simply a matter of ignorance or confusion. It also arises from sin, the brokenness of the world in which we all share. We are born into a world marked by division, domination and exploitation. We do not know our interconnectedness and we are encouraged to ignore it, to think of ourselves as separated individuals. Thus the fullness of relationship to which we are called requires both a conversion of heart and a deepening of understanding. On the positive side, the triune God is not simply a distant model of relationship, a lost truth which we must discover. God is actively working in the world to draw all things into communion in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Salvation is God's gracious opening of our hearts to see, love and care for all our sibling creatures. If Pope Francis's understanding of interconnection is rooted in the triune God and trusts in the power of the Holy Spirit to bring all things into communion, he understands that this vision to be accessible and available to people of any faith or none at all. Following in the footsteps of Pope John XXIII, who addressed his 1963 encyclical Parchum in Terrace on War and Peace to all men and women of goodwill, Francis presents Laudato Si as a dialogue with all people about our common home. Catholicism does not separate faith and reason. Both describe the same universe. Honest openness to the world will find interconnection regardless of faith commitment or lack thereof.